This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who also knows the value of a coveted five-star review, Ryan Nelson. Justin, it's time we talk about Lars. That guy's the worst. He <laughs> sucks. He sucks. Yes, he does. He absolutely does suck. There is no question about that. So we will definitely be talking about him uh, at multiple points throughout the course of this podcast today. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we uh, started it last year, we hope you enjoy it. And we thank you for making it a part of listening and making it part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the sixth episode of the fifth season of Fargo on FX and Hulu titled The Tinder Trap. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, you can visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, 5 10 or $20 level, and when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. Uh, speaking of which, I did not realize this, so I want to take a real quick minute here. I did not realize there apparently is a way you can sign up for, like, free on our Patreons, and we have, like, six people who have signed up for free i don't know why but you know what i want to shout you guys out anyway because you have taken the time to come say come to our page and sign up for like i said all of our stuff is paid so if if you want to get the extra content for these people that we're about to read off uh let us know and we will try to uh see what we can do to get you signed up for the for the for the pay tier but uh so we have and like i said i did not realize this i was just kind of playing around on patreon the other day so we have khalid al iraqi uh uh we welcome you. Like I said, I don't know who you, don't know who you are, but uh, we welcome you. Uh, Ricardo Overeem, uh, Xavier L. Cornette. There is a person on here who is, his name is in Arabic. Uh, I, I don't know how to read it. I'm sorry, uh, but well, we welcome you anyway. Uh, like I said, we we, we do not discriminate. Uh, Lasigo Mogut uh, Mogotith and Amanda Johnson. Uh, that's a name I can easily read. So, like I said, uh, want to shout you guys out. I did yeah, not welcome. realize. Like I said, welcome. if you are interested in coming and joining our uh joining us on like getting access to that free content you know if you, if you haven't figured out how to do that uh you know just let us know when we will do all we can to, to help you out but if you just want to stay on there and maybe we'll try to figure out something to put on those out there for you guys i don't know well we'll, we'll think about and look into that so uh, but i did want to shout you guys out since you obviously at least took the time to come to our page and click on something so um if you can't be a patron, though, uh, actually, hold on, I forgot. Uh, like I said, we have four different levels. If you want ad-free access to the comp, uh, podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. Uh, like I said, if you just want the ad-free stuff, uh, $3. That's all, it, that's all it takes to get the show ad-free. Now, if you want additional stuff, the 5, the 10, or the 20 is where you go. But like I said, if, if you're just like, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll throw three bucks your way so I don't have to listen to ads. Uh, the more the merrier. We'll take definitely take that. So, uh, If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We would love it if you did so. We would love it if you left us a five-star rating, just like our our, our, our debt collector in in uh, this, in this yeah. show. We would love it if you left us a five-star rating on both Apple and Spotify. Uh, and if you have time, uh, we'd love it if you wrote us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do, we'll read your review out on the air next time we record. Haven't had one in a while, so that would uh, really make y'all day if you did if you'd like to interact with the show uh send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com and we will love to hear any thoughts or questions you might have uh, like i said so just email us at mainattractionpod at gmail.com all right so this is the 
sixth episode of Fargo, uh, 60% of the way through this thing. Uh, real quick, before we get into specifics, your overall opinion of this sixth episode. Love this episode, as always. Interesting that Dot was not in <laughs> Not this, in it at all, yeah. But she hovered over oh, yeah. mm-hmm. every every plot line involved her. Right, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, so that you're correct. Was, that was very interesting. Yeah, that's one of the things that, you know, uh, sitting there watching it, and this is, and I, I was going to make this point later, but I'll go ahead and make it here. It just kind of shows just the, how how good and how high quality this show is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about this repeatedly on, on our show. This is a just a tour de force of performance by, by Gina Temple throughout the course of this season. She's not in this She's not in this episode at all. The only the only time she shows up is in these pictures at the very end that Jennifer Jason Lee starts looking through. That is the only time that we see her. We don't hear her voice. We don't we don't deal with her at all this in, the, in this episode. And it is still just an incredibly good episode. Uh, right, right. They don't have the person who's been giving their best performance in the entire thing, but it is still just an absolutely incredibly compelling episode. And uh, like I said, it just goes to show just how high quality of a product that you're putting out in this in this season yeah. of television. So. Yeah, you're right about that. It, you miss her, but they did such a good job. It wasn't, like, devastating. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it real quick. Uh, the name of the, t- uh, the name of this uh, episode, we haven't talked about the names of the episodes that much. I need, I need to do that more because they're, they're significant when you talk about Fargo. Yeah. Uh, and this one is called the Tinder Trap. Do you aware of what a Tinder Trap normally is? And we know what it is in this show, obviously. It is. <laughs> Which is a... <laughs> Fantastic name for an adult establishment. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, like, it's obvious it, where they're where the putting it into the show, but what else do you know? Isn't it? Isn't it where you're trying to hook someone in uh, by being sweet? Yeah, and like you're trying. Uh, the I think the official definition is like it's when a woman tries to con- like uh, convince someone to marry them for whatever reason it may be that they can use to to gain access yeah. to them. Uh, that's typically what it's used for. Now in this show, I think it's they're branching it out a little bit more. I mean, you can argue that uh, uh, that maybe uh, that's what Dot did to Roy and then she realized just how awful he was and now she wants out of it. Who knows? We still need to get more of the backstory of what you're going to talk about, about Roy in this one quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like uh, Lars kind of maybe tinder trapped uh, Indira in this. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. Because he, he's absolutely he's basically convinced her to go into all kinds of debt just so he could pursue dreams that he shouldn't be pursuing. Um, so like I said, there's different ways in which you can uh, look at that. Uh, so like I said, the meanings of the, the titles of these episodes are significant, and like I said, I did want to I did want to try to like incorporate that a little bit more into our discussion. So uh, I definitely wanted to bring that up here at the beginning. But like I said, it's obvious what the the direct connection to this episode is. It's the Tinder trap, yeah. the the adult establishment that is that opens us up with. So all right, uh, but speaking of which, so. We have these three guys that come bumbling out of the Tinder trap, and one of them is Vivian, who is the banker that we saw in the previous episode that uh, Lorraine played by Jennifer Jason Lee. It basically threatens, like, you will sell me your bank if you don't, I will turn you over to the SEC. And he has basically been cornered by John Hamm. And look, this is John Hamm again. This like this is the dark side of Raylan Givens. Like we love Raylan yeah. Givens and Justified because when he does like illegal stuff, he does it because uh, like when he manipulates things so that things can go his way, he does it against horrible people that we are more than happy right. to see. You know, uh, face their their downfall. When you give somebody a the power like that with John Hamm, his character Roy Tillman, you see the opposite of what 
that can kind of become though and yeah. we continue to see that in in this episode here especially at the beginning um he's basically going after lorraine's uh lorraine lyon's banking venture that's a power play because she's got tons oh, of yeah. money uh, what do you think about this to begin with uh, one, I love how much Raylan Giffins comes up in this podcast, yes. which is a great thing. <laughs> yes, I'm glad that I actually watched well, this one so of we can the talk greatest about. <laughs> characters of all time, but, but he, he is so useful. But yeah, man, this is one of those situations where you're like, even for Roy, as, as strong as he is, I was thinking, do you really want to go next to Mrs. Lyon? Do you want to go against her? That's, that's another tiger there, buddy. Yeah, I know. So I, I'm really interested to see how all this is going to play out because we'll talk more about her response to you. You really feel like Lorraine, Lorraine, Roy and uh, Danish graves are going to all three end up killing each other. But somehow, right? Yeah. I I really don't know where they're going with all that. I mean, I really don't. I mean, obviously I feel like Roy is going to, I feel like he's going to die a very horrible death. Uh, I feel like, I think so too. Now Lorraine and Danish, I'm not sure about, Uh, we'll see. There's, they're still kind of in murky waters, and we'll talk about them here as we get get going a little bit more. Uh, but after we basically get this uh, power play by John Hamm, we get the opening uh, we get the opening title screen where it says Fargo, and then and we see Indira. She's laying in bed, and she's obviously going she's going through some stuff. Uh, we obviously learned we've learned pretty much since the beginning uh, that these this couple is saddled with debt and the only one person that seems to care about it is Indira uh, and her husband continues to be just an absolute uh, embarrassment I mean yes the things that he is saying to his wife after uh, after dust uh, not dusty uh, Scotty uh, goes off into the other room the things that he is saying to his wife about I want a wife, and she doesn't understand. She's like, you have a wife. No, I want a wife that, like, cooks my meals, uh, supports me no matter what, doesn't give me a hard time, and, like, says all of this in... Brings potlucks to the... the to the, the with the other wives i mean just some 1950s sitcom stuff yeah like i said in the way that he's saying this and like oh horrible and the fact that he doesn't realize that he's just an absolute a-hole yeah is just incredible and it's just absolutely inexplicable that he doesn't understand this when he's sitting uh, there saying that well, he is the hundred and ninety two thousand dollars in debt how much of that is him has oh, yeah. to be most of it most of it it has to be most of it and like the only reason i can't ding this show for just this being unbelievable is because i know people who are like this i mean oh yeah i know a lot of people who are like this so like i said i can't ding it because it's un- unbelievable but even no. when you hear it and when people start talking like this like my wife's um, one of my wife's best friends. She's in a relationship that is very similar to this. The, the, he, the husband, expects her to cook the cook the meals all the time. Yeah. He expects her to uh, stay at home, even though that's not what she wants to do. And she doesn't stay at home. Like there's like she kind of like she's very much similar to Indira in this. Um, and like it's incredible to me that people can think like this. I mean, if 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 it's uh, one it's one thing if a woman wants to be a stay-at-home mom wants to be you know wants to do you know i'll be the housewife i'll i'll cook the meals i'll take care of the kids you go off to work and you provide for us financially if you want to do that i'm not 
I'm not condemning you. I think that is wonderful. I think it's, I think it's admirable. That, that is something that you want to pursue. I know people who have done that. They are they feel very fulfilled. I'm not one of those that says that people, because there's some backlash to, against people who, against women who want to just be homemakers. I'm not, I'm not one of those. If that's what you want to do, great. I think that's wonderful. Uh, if, but it's this thing where you expect someone right. to do that for you. And that's not anything. While still the, working yeah. and paying for everything you do. Yeah, every once in a while I hear uh, a person I know do this kind of stuff, and it's I'm just like, what is wrong with you? I grew up with a mom who did everything and work, and loved my father, great dad, lazy as hell <laughs> at home, and like I, I just remember even as little kids, like man, I'm not doing this to my wife. Right. I'm going to help out more. Oh yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. So. All right, uh, so that takes us to uh, Roy and his home. Uh, we start to oh. see a glimpse. Couple of monsters. Yeah, we see a glimpse of what Dot is running from for the first time because we've we've kind of understood just from the way that Roy has talked what she's running from. We've we've kind of gotten an, a, you know like, uh, just a. A wink and a nod towards it. You know, we we obviously felt like he was abusive. We obviously understood that this type of stuff was happening. But we haven't actually seen it. So this is the first time we actually see it. So Roy yeah. is getting his hair cut by his wife. Uh, and I was not a huge fan of them actually like putting Donald Trump on Fox News in the episode. That part Thought of it, it was... I did not like that either. It did at least serve a purpose, though. And that's the one reason why I will give them a pass on it. And the, because the, what it's serving is... The wife is obviously going to great lengths to say, oh, look at them doing this to this great man. So she just wants some way for her husband to not hit her and something that won't lead to her hitting him, uh, to him hitting her. And so she's looking for some way that she can like get the approval of her husband because it obviously does not come easily. And uh, he jerks his head away at one point. And that's the reason why his ear gets cut. Yeah. He doesn't that doesn't matter he still smacks her anyway uh, as a result and like i said she's like i said i don't like the the overtness of this uh, it's one of the things that i praise yeah. the show for is they they haven't been so complete completely overt about it but when they finally do get overt about it, it at least served a purpose for me so i can i can at least give it a bit uh, of a pass for that you explained it i still don't like it yeah i know like I, said, I i don't i don't i'm not a huge fan of it but uh, like i said i can at least allow them to say okay i understand why you did it in this instance but like i said we understand we we get a we get a physical we actually see for the first time the how uh what he does to his wives and uh, yeah. we're gonna talk about this in just a little bit about how many wives there might have actually been so um but the guy who had intestinal cancer whoo he's having a rough time uh He's being poor man just wanted an enema and surgery. <laughs> he just wanted an enema and surgery. Um, he was getting interrogated by Roy's henchman, uh, getting the tar absolutely beat out of him. Uh, when he go, when Roy goes out there to see how it's going, he immediately recognizes because he saw Wayne's picture in the in the commercial uh, right yeah. before he goes out there, and he looks at the guy. He immediately recognizes this isn't him, so he shoots him on the spot right there. He's gone. Uh, a very creepy looking. I mean, the way they did his makeup for the getting beaten, the way they they shoot him and like the I blood, know. it was kind of creepy and, looking. And, and the fact that he doesn't die immediately. I know it just took a second. That was odd. Yeah. 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 But yeah, poor guy. I mean, uh, all he that was so Cohen Brothers esque. Yeah, that guy's it, it, whole whole plot line. You're you're correct about that. That is very Cohen Brothers esque for for. Uh, and look, Noah Hawley has done a really great job of like incorporating some of their type yeah. of stuff into into yeah. into this show. So, uh, like I said, uh, just 
poor guy just just wanted an enema uh, and ends up getting uh, ends up getting killed very, rather quickly in this thing. So, uh, all right, let's see. All right, now, how many wives do you think he has had at this point? Because there is a moment where he like mentions multiple wives. Yeah, so we know he, he's had three. Yeah, he's we, had at least Gator's three. Gator's mother. Mm -hmm. Dot. Uh, Dot, and then the newer one. Karen. Uh, Karen. Yeah, Karen. So I, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, the man's somewhere between 50 and 60. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he's had four. Yeah, because... Four or five. Because he mentions... It, you know, Dot's been the one that he couldn't break. Right. He's been able to break all the other ones. No, he, that was the thing. He said he's been able to break all the other ones, but Dot's... So how many actually have there been that he's been able to break? Yeah. That is that is my question. And the way he's breaking them, you know, did he I, He doesn't strike me as the type that divorces people. Uh, so, uh, like I said, I'll be really interested to see if they ever actually determine how many he's had and what he's done with them in, in here in the future. So, uh, All right. Uh, let me talk about Joe Curie real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about his hair real quick because correct me if I'm wrong. In the very first episode, didn't he have like just a buzz cut? Well, he's always had the thing on the side. Yeah, but like, wasn't it in the first episode like completely buzzed down? I'm not sure because uh, I remember us talking about that, and the reason I'm wondering because like I want to know how long this has lasted because now he's got like a full head of hair again. Uh, right, all right, yeah, like, his hair's grown pretty fast. It yeah. has, like, so I'm like, man, like, how long is this? This what's the the length of this? Like, and like everything in this show is significant. So, Justin, I'm, it's nice to be a 30 year old man with good hair that can grow back that <laughs> that's quickly. True, that's true. Uh, like I said, I'm because everything is always significant. So like, I'm trying to notice like little stuff like that. Yeah. And if there is anything significant, so like. I just noticed that today is like his hair is almost completely grown back, and I'm pretty certain in the first episode it was buzzed down like like just a true buzz yeah, you cut. Yeah, you, you, you may be right. He wears a hat a lot. He so wears a hat a lot. To... Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's hard to figure out. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Well, we'll talk more about him in just a second. Uh, but for right now, though, I want to go to the FBI who is questioning Wayne with Wayne's dad. This is the first time oh we've seen his God. dad, correct? No, we saw the dad the first episode when they were having dinner. Oh, I don't right. know if he ever said. The only thing he said was no politics at the table. That's right. Yeah, you're correct. I remember that now. Uh, but this is the first time we've really got a lot of Wink. And Wink brought it this week. Yes, he did. He was fantastic. I mean, uh, I, like he brought a drink the to gimlet? the hospital. Yeah, the gimlet. Yeah. I, I, like, like I said, this was just like next year stuff like i was not familiar with the actor yeah, I, had, I had no idea what a ballerina was thank you wink i know so uh like i said just incredible stuff from him but the fbi is trying to find out uh where dot is but it's obviously they don't care about dot they just want to try to catch roy uh, and that's the reason they want to find Dot. Yeah. and this is in this is annoying and dear and this we're going to talk more about that uh a little bit later on um because she comes in and she interrupts their meeting and they go off and we'll, we'll talk more about that later. But this gets us to old Mook. Uh, Mook is back. Oh, and let's mention Wayne is out. He's still out of it. I don't know oh, if yeah, he'll yeah, ever yeah. recover. I don't know that he ever will either. We see a little bit of glimpse of him there at the end of the episode. We'll talk more about that in a second. But yeah, uh, but yeah he's still just completely in left field at this point. Uh, who knows if we ever get him completely back. At, uh, I don't know. But... Uh, but 
Roy and Gator basically are, they've decided they're going to pay Old Monk off uh, because Roy thinks that he, that uh, Gator has a bad, a, karma. Yeah, bad, bad luck problem. A bad luck problem. So they figure if we can just pay Old Monk off and maybe this will lift whatever and, curse and they think is out didn't there. He, didn't you feel bad for Gator when he's like, Dad, remember I was an all state quarterback? I was the one who did all this. I'm a winner. Yes. I, you know, yeah. I, this is where they're, they're making Gator a little bit more sympathetic. They do. But then they like take it all away <laughs> like you're you're correct because you do kind of feel bad for him because his dad like he hits him he hits him once in, in this thing as well yeah. uh so he's obviously had a very very tough upbringing uh and like any probable faults that we have in gator are probably all due to his father uh probably yeah. abusing him so there's that's probably the reason why um but they're going to go pay him off and like i said gator just he just can't help himself. I mean, he's no. he's a prick when he goes to like search Old Monk, uh, and is just like putting these little jabs in him. And Old Monk is just kind of like sitting there taking it for a little bit. But he goes and talks to to Roy, and this is when Roy starts talking about, uh, you know, just how difficult he also had a hard time with with Dot. So that he's not surprised by all this. Were you surprised that yeah. we hear this from Roy? No, absolutely not. I was a little bit. Absolutely. That dot that he had problems with dot. Yeah, but just because I would have felt, I, I would have felt like this is where she learned it uh, was while she was with him. Uh, but I'm not surprised she was. She he couldn't break her though. Yeah, no, no, I'm not surprised about that. I'm just surprised that he he's admitting to having such a difficult time with her. That was that surprised oh, yeah. me. Um, but like I said, because I, I figured like that's this is where she would. And look, obviously yeah. he did have some, he did do some awful things to her. We, as we later find yeah. out in, in oh, at yeah. the end of the episode, where we start to get visual confirmation as well. Uh, but this is an interest. Like I said, these are just interesting times. Like I said, this was when I started to wonder like how many wives has he really had? Because there, there's that line yeah. that you mentioned where he says, uh, "I haven't been able to break her," and like he doesn't call her. He calls her a mouse uh, because he's like, I haven't been able to capture that mouse. And uh, he eventually kind of like said, what, what did you call her? And she, he says, an old monk says, a tiger. She's a tiger. Uh, and I think that's kind of when Roy's like, yeah, I kind of get it. And like Roy even yeah. admits he should just let this go. Right, right. And, but yeah. he, he won't. I mean, this it's that pride yeah. thing. Uh, there's a lot of that. What do you think about this entire scene? Yeah, yeah, you're you absolutely right. He knows this is a mistake. And when he says that, you know, again, he's going to die horribly. <laughs> when, a, die horribly. when a villain admits, I shouldn't be doing this, you know they're going to die. Oh, yeah, you, you know they're absolutely going to die. It's going to be awful. Like, honestly, I thought, that, like, uh, what's his name? Sam Sproul is so good as old man. He is. Mm -hmm. And, like, their conversation was just unbelievable. And the conversation that Gator and him have afterwards. Like, th th this is probably my favorite scene of the episode because I was just like, you just didn't know what Ole was about to say. Yeah, you really didn't. And it was, like I said, it's just a really interesting scene between the two of them. Uh, I thought it yeah. was really Also, I didn't know what Roy was about to say. He was admiring a bull. Yeah, he was admiring a bull. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> he was very much admiring the bull and certain parts of the bull as well. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I also, I think what they're doing really well in this show is – you know, this thing is building towards when Dot and Roy finally meet for the first time in the show because yeah. they have never been on the screen together. Uh, that They have not had any interaction That's right. in the show. So they're obviously building for this, and I feel like it's going to be just an absolute epic 
yeah. confrontation when they finally do uh, in, in, towards the end of this thing. So, uh, let's talk real quick about Gator again when Old Monk is getting ready to leave. Uh, Gator just continues, like I said, any sympathy that he is get, he, he is garnered, right. he continues to just flush it down the toilet when he's talking to Old Monk. Uh, he is just being awful to Monk as he's getting ready yeah. to leave. And look, Monk is in there taking it, but is like saying some really ominous stuff. And so, oh yeah, Gator is like back on like last week. I talk, we talked about this, and I was like, I'm not sure Gator's going to die. I was like, I think he's kind of garnered some sympathy. I think they're they're possibly getting rid of it. I'm out of that now. Monk is going to kill him horribly. I don't know how it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But also, is Gator going to turn? Because the FBI mentions. I think this is one of the people we need to go after. And he, he may. He might very well turn, but that... I still, I, I'm with you there. Monk's going to kill him. Yeah, Monk's going to kill him. I mean, when you put a... He, he puts a tracker on the car, and, like, bad idea, dude. You don't need yeah. to go after this guy. It's going to no. end poorly for you. And, like I said, it's... that When I saw that tracker, I was like, oh, what are you doing, Gator? You're, you're a screw-up. Yeah. You, you have to understand you're a screw-up. It's not going to end well for you. Yeah. And... Like I said, I'll be, I'll be really interested how he ends up going this thing. Yeah. So, uh, All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about that scene? No, no, that was it. All right. All right. Let's take a real quick break, and then we'll go to the second half of the show. All right. So, we, we finally get the FBI meeting with Indira. And, uh, and look, this is Indira's episode. Uh, let's just go ahead yeah, and get absolutely. that out there. It really is. Yeah. Um, Richa Morjani, just absolutely fantastic. Uh, she's been good really in the is. entire thing, but they take Dot out of this and they replace it. They replace her with another incredibly strong female performance in Richa Morjani. Uh, the FBI, when they finally get, meet with Indira, uh, they decide to start spelling out the case against Roy. And uh, like I said, it's not because they want to save Dot. It's because they want to get Roy. And this is just ticking her off. What do you think about this? Yeah. I thought it was, like you said, very interesting. I, I'm glad they're finally being honest with her and letting her see what Roy Tillman really right. is and what Dot has gone through, which right. she brings up later to, to Lorraine. I thought it was very good. I also like how, again, we mentioned the FBI was like, hey, I think we should go after the son or the other, other the guy that works on the ranch. So that was interesting because they mentioned Gator by name. Yeah, like I, So I feel like... I feel like they're going to, which they want to use Dot to do that, which I thought was interesting. Yes. Uh, like I said, that, that's and that's what they're trying to do. They, they want to find Dot, but it's not because they, want, they care about her. It's just because they want to try yeah. to go after Roy, which is, like I said, it's just yeah. taking Indira off throughout the course of this thing. Yeah. So uh, That leads to uh, Lucas Gage taking some swings on his golf simulator. And I feel <laughs> really bad for, for, for Indira because she has sunk so much money into this man's golf career. And it is obvious his swing sucks. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's one of the things I was like. I was like, I've seen my son plays golf. I have seen a number of good golf swings, and this swing looks more like my son when he was like swinging the golf club at like nine years old. So I was like, "Oh gosh, you poor lady." Oh, uh, but anyway, he obviously wants nothing to do with Scotty. He made that very clear at the beginning of the episode. He's leaving her by herself. I don't know how old Scotty is. How old do you think she is? Eight or nine? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't leave eight or nine year olds by themselves. No, uh, no, no. Especially in a house they don't know. Exactly. Uh, but he's going to leave her there by herself. But we get a great jam session from Scotty as a result. Yeah. I was going to say, Scotty was legit on the on the drums. Also, like, um, 
um, L- Lucas, I'm mean, sorry, uh, Lars was kind of getting ready for that physical therapy. He was putting on cologne. Yeah. Uh, like, I wonder who this physical therapist is. Yeah, it's pretty obvious that there's something else going on between him and his yeah, physical yeah. therapist and just, yeah. just physical or therapy. Or is he even going to physical well, therapy? Well, true. That's a, good, that's a good question as well. So uh, Maybe she's the one that gives him you know, his yes. home-cooked meals <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is and all that stuff. So, um we get Lorraine and Danish Graves, and uh, this is when we start to get a lot of them in the, uh, at this point in the episode. Uh, Lorraine, obviously played by Jennifer Jason Lee, Danish Graves, played by David Foley. Uh, they meet up together to discuss kind of where everything is at. And at this point, Danish informs Jennifer Jason Lee that he's got this uh, folder with some, this stuff on it that's kind of written ominously. He doesn't understand what it is. It's obvious to us watching, and it's obvious to Jennifer Jason Lee as well. That this is Roy telling her that the deal has gone, the deal is not going yeah. to go through. He's not going to let it go through. Uh, and Danish doesn't quite understand it at first. And Jennifer Jason Lee explains it. Uh, and it's basically tit for tat at this point, it, because the meeting ends with Lorraine telling uh, the Lorraine telling Danish to go to uh, go and like figure out how to fix an election. So she's going to do whatever she can to make sure Roy doesn't get reelected. Uh, what do you yeah. think about both these characters at this point? Man, it's, it is so just like exciting and you just don't know where this is going between oh, yeah. dot and Lor- I mean, Lorraine and Roy, right? Like who's going to make the next move. Who's going to make the move that like ends this, right? Yeah, and like I said, I don't know either. And that's my money's on Lorraine. Yeah, that's my my money on, on Lorraine as well. And like I said, I don't know if, because Roy's making so many enemies in this. And like I said, it, right. it feels poetic that they should give Dot the opportunity to kill him. But I don't know if that's going to end up being the case or not. And he he's more led by anger and rage, right? And uh, rage, and she's more like calculated right. oh i know exactly what i'm doing yeah you're, you're right so like i said i'm not really sure how all that's going to end up playing out um it is interesting when wayne when they bring wayne in because like his mother's like oh gosh i don't want to deal with this right now uh I know. she's uh, like the least loving person that you could possibly meet yeah but there's something about her that is making her more likable as this season is going on are you getting the same vibes as well yeah yeah well, we talked a little bit about that last week oh, definitely yeah. a lot more this week and especially when she was she understood indira and she was looking at the pictures of dot and she actually felt something yes and we're gonna talk about that there here in just a little bit so um uh and she's admitted multiple times that she likes scotty yeah she does she she's admitted that she she's fond of her granddaughter so like there's some redeeming qualities to her there's no question about that so uh, when Adira comes home, she sees Scotty playing the drums, and she is really jamming out at this point. Uh, oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, she was really impressed. Like, I don't know if that's really her playing those drums or not, but if it is, kudos to her. Yeah. Uh, but she sees that she's by herself, uh, and this is when Indira realizes, this isn't going to work. I, I, I can't rely on my husband to help out at all. Uh, I've got to go to work. Uh, I can't leave this girl by here by herself. So, at this point, she makes the decision. Uh, she's going to take Scotty back to Lorraine's and drop them off. When she does, uh, Scotty goes in immediately to her father, and both of them become happy. This is when the only time that Wayne kind of seemed like his old self a little bit. Because uh, right. he recognized Scotty, he seemed to enjoy being in your presence. So I got a little hope for Scotty. What about what do you? Well, not with Scotty for uh, yes. Wayne. What do you think? Yeah, he did. You're right, though. He did seem to come back just a little bit. He had like a look on his face, like 
like he felt something. Yeah, he did. And like I said, I'm not sure, not sure what all that was. Uh, it could just be you know, just a. a what I, the most interesting part about this is when Scotty comes in and she goes to Wayne, Lorraine comes into the room. And when she looks and sees her, her son and her granddaughter just being so happily reunited, she smiles for the, the briefest of moments. Yeah. And then Dira also notices it. So it, mm -hmm. it makes me wonder if, like, this next scene that we get between the two of them. Does Endear get empowered when she sees that little smile, that small bit of humanity that she's that did that give her the the gumption to go about uh, what's about to ha take place in the next yeah, scene? Yeah, I, I can I can definitely see that because Endear is very perceptive and, yes, and and is a good detective. Yeah, and so yeah, I could I could definitely see her taking advantage of that. Yeah, I, I kind of think that as well because in the next scene, basically Endira is going is questioning the rain, not because she thinks that. Uh, Indira has done anything, not that she thinks that Lorraine has done anything to Dot, but because she needs to, she needs to kind of understand the entire situation and everything that's going on, and she basically needs Lorraine to start supporting her 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 daughter-in-law, and she is basically reaming her out at this point, uh, just telling her what to. Uh, like I said, I feel a lot of that could just be because she found some bravery in that small little smile that she saw from Lorraine. She saw a little bit of humanity. And she does something that, you know, she points out to her, you know, you hate this woman. You don't like this woman. This woman you think is absolutely bad for your daughter. But if you will look at her closely and if you look at what she has done, uh, one, she says, because Lorraine says, you know, because uh, she wants her to see the pictures of what happened to Dot for, by Roy. Uh, right. she, and, and Lorraine says, no, I don't, I don't want to see that. I, I, our country has been, our country has been uh, done in by people claiming to be victims. And Lorraine's like, she's never claimed to be a victim. But bad things have happened to her and she says but you're just like her you may not want to admit it you may not want to realize it you're just like her and Lorraine instead of instead of being mad instead of being offended she's like impressed by her and she like offers her a job what you think about that I love that because you know Lorraine loves a tough woman oh yeah but it's also she loves a tough woman and I think she's sincere in the fact that she wants to give her a job but if she does this, if she gives her a job that pays her much better, allows her to get out and helps her with her debt and get it on a payment plan and all this type of stuff, at that point she's beholden to her. So it's that's true. It's not, I don't believe it is like this just incredibly like selfless gesture that she's doing. There's something in it for her. Uh, yeah, because she won't be a problem anymore yeah. because she's yes yeah, she's now the boss. Right, she's now the boss. So I I think Indira is very tempted by it because it would solve a lot of her problems i yeah. think she's looking for a parachute to get out of this situation uh i, I truly believe that but I, I don't think she's gonna take it what do you think yeah i don't think she's gonna take it either i think she actually likes being a cop and, and helping and serving as well yeah I, i'm kind of with you on that so uh this takes us back to back to the tinder trap and uh our banker friend vivian is getting a lap dance in the uh, at this point and david's oh, grace walks in with cell phone uh it startles him startles everybody involved and at this point, Lorraine basically tells uh, the banker, she says, she basically tells him she's going to make good on the threat that she made to him in the prior episode. He's not selling his bank to her, so he is already, she's already called the commissioner of the SEC, and they are raiding his house. They're going through all his files, and she at one point tells him, you know, your worst mistake was you thought that the worst 
fate you could uh, meet, you could, the worst fate you could meet would be death. That would have been what would have been with Roy. And she's like, no, you're going to go live in squalor at this point with your two disappointed children who have no future. Uh, just savage stuff from, from, yeah, from Roy. <laughs> Very savage. I, you almost feel bad for that baker. Almost. 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 Not quite, but almost. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, I'm with you on that. So, uh, uh, But this basically leads us to the final scene, uh, Lorraine finally looks at the file that Indira left uh, to see what all has happened to Dot while she was with Roy. And just some absolutely brutal pictures to look at. Uh, just the abuse that Dot obviously went through when she was a teenager, uh, an older teenager when she was married to Roy. Uh, you know, like I said, we saw glimpses of this uh, from Roy with Karen earlier in the episode. But now we see it in, uh, in picture form. And for the briefest moment, at there at the end, it looks like she's kind of moved by this, but we don't know exactly yeah. how much she is moved by it because this is where the episode ends. Uh, and you know, we'll see where it goes next week from this point on. But like I said, just I, I think it will help her get even more revenge on Roy. It might. Uh, it, that may be the case that you know she sees everything that that Don has been through, and it makes her and it propels her to want to do more uh, to get back at Roy. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. I said, I'll be really interested to see how this goes. And like I said earlier, this show has not a single drop of Juno Temple in it. And, uh, you know, I I wasn't missing her until I realized when we get to the end, it's like, wait, Dot wasn't in this thing at all. Uh, oh, I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. they, they that's, that's just an incredible... That's an incredible feat for a show to pull off is when yeah, your main character, really who is, is so incredibly good... Mm-hmm. in a show and they don't have her in this thing at all and it still ends up being uh, just an actually incredible episode so uh really really good stuff all around uh from uh episode six here of fargo so anything else you want to discuss before we do our weekly awards uh no i think we're, i think we're good i think we're ready all right let's do some awards then All right, the first weekly award we give out when we are covering a season of a television show is the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP for the week. Who is your MVP for this week? I think you said it earlier. It's Risha Morjani yeah. as Indira. I thought she was fantastic. Shout out Joe Keery. I thought at times, every episode, it seems like Joe Keery may steal it, and he's going to at some point. He might, yeah. He uh, could. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I still think this is her episode. Yeah, it was definitely her episode. She was she was great from the moment she came on screen till uh, the end. Like I said, she just kind of took up the role that Dot had been playing throughout the course of this entire thing and just yeah. and just ran with it. So, like I said, really good for yeah. her. Uh, the actor all along, the best scene of the week. What'd you go with? I think it is when Roy and Ole are talking. Yeah, that's a good one. I ended up going with one between Lorraine and Indira. Uh, so that's yeah, the, that's that the was, one that I that would have been my other one. Yeah, uh, but both of them are really really good. Uh, I I liked just uh, the conversation between uh, all four of those characters. So uh, I think you're good either way. The if you come at the king, you best not miss your best line for this week. There are two that really stand out by Ole to Roy. Uh, a man has only so many words in this lifetime. For us, there are only a few words left. That's a good one. And then the other, and then the other one. When a man digs a grave, this is mine. Yeah. It, he has to fill it; otherwise, it's just a hole. Like I said, uh, just ominous stuff. I mean, this are, and it's mm-hmm. like completely unprompted. Like he just says these weird things in this conversation. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, he plans to kill somebody. Uh, he's obviously dug a grave somewhere. Uh, and. Well, it was, or dot uh, uh, initially. Yeah, so 
It, I don't think he's going to fill it with Doc. I think he's going to end up being no. probably Gator that he fills it with, but we shall see. So, yeah. But yeah, that was mine as well. Uh, when a man digs a grave, he has to fill it. Otherwise, it's just a hole. All right, rating time. Here on the Main Attraction Podcast, the top of our rating system is a succession. Uh, beneath the succession is lost. Middle of the road forest is friends. Beneath the friends is a full house. And bottom of the barrel forest is a Baywatch. Uh, we have both been at succession pretty much since the beginning. What are you rating yeah, it after six episodes? Man, still a succession. I, I am absolutely loving this show. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I, I just can't complain at all. It's just fantastic. Yeah. I, I've really enjoyed it. So, I'm with Had it come out sooner, it it would have been high on my top yeah, ten. Yeah, it would have been high on mine, too. So, All right. Uh, before we sign off for this week, uh, Fargo, we'd like to do some recommendations for our audience. Anything you want to recommend? Yeah, I got two. I watch the, I guess it's a romantic, it's not really a comedy, but it's a romantic movie, Past Lives. Yes, mm-hmm. I watched it the other night. Man, it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. I, uh, I, yeah. I watched it a week ago or so, somewhere around there. But yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's not streaming yet. You have to, oh, or you have to rent it for you know right. five dollars, four dollars. But it is really worth uh, watching. I can see why Greta Lee is getting a lot of Oscar right. uh, buzz because she is really good. It's a very interesting story. Yeah, uh, and and the ending is 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 really good too. Uh, I I thought it was really well done. I I did expect to like it as much as I did. So yeah, past lives. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I will say this. Uh, it is technically not a foreign language film, but there are. A lot of subtitles, so just yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but give yeah. you a warning if you don't like subtitles, right. it may be a difficult watch yeah. for you. But uh, it is really, really good. I enjoyed it a lot as well. Uh, the ending is like, like, like the whole thing is like you don't realize just how much you enjoyed till you get to that ending. And I don't want to spoil it. And it's like not yeah. like something you really spoil. It's just an incredibly beautiful way to end that film uh, and it's just done so incredibly well mm-hmm. uh, and like that's when I was like oh this is why this movie is getting raves, reviews right. like right. I, I wasn't I, I was enjoying it up until that point but I was like I don't really understand why we're talking about like best picture nominations and all this type of stuff for it. and then uh, you get to the ending it's like it just kind of wraps everything up and you right. understand that film at that point so it's yeah. really good so anything else uh, last one is the comedy movie Bottoms, starring Io yeah, Adedvari. It, it is very funny. Let me warn you, it is a satire, almost a spoof type movie. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, about some girls in high school that start a fight club. Oh, okay. So <laughs> let me just warn you, it is not realistic fight uh, high school life. Right. So like the stuff you like, you're gonna be like, this doesn't happen in high school. It is a satire, okay. so let me. But but it is still is very funny. Uh, our girl from the Bear, Io Adabari, she is just hilarious and just a great actress. I can't wait to see what all she does next. Yeah, she's, she's gonna be good. She's she's special. Yeah, she's gonna be really good. I, I like I, said, I haven't seen it. Yet. I do want to see it though. So, all right, uh, I've got two things uh, that I want to recommend. Uh, up first, my daughter and I went and saw Wonka on Saturday afternoon. Uh, really good. Uh, I was surprised. Yeah. I will say this. If you don't have children, wait till it comes out on streaming. Uh, I would say, I mean, it's it's a children's movie that has slightly higher aspirations because they get Timothy Chalamet involved. Uh, that's kind of what they're they're hoping is that you know we're trying to do something that also will appeal a little bit to the adults. Uh, but it's really good. I mean, it's a musical. I'll just uh, go ahead and put that out there. They've been trying to, like the trailers have been trying to hide that, uh, uh, but it's definitely a musical. Yeah. Uh, Chalamet's got good enough. Uh, he's not like just spectacular musically, but he's he's good enough that it it, it works and works really well um 
I will say one of the things that a lot of people, the people who haven't liked it, it's gotten mostly good reviews. It's done really well in terms of both critics and audience. But the people who haven't liked it, like, for example, Sean Fennessy uh, of The Big Picture, he hated it. He absolutely hated it because yeah. he said, you know, Willy Wonka is a mean-spirited, uh, you know, cranky person. Uh, that's the character. And that's not what Timothy Chalamet is doing. He's not doing Richard Wilder's, uh, not Richard Wilder, uh, Gene Wilder's. Gene Wilder. He's not yeah, but doing, Gene Wilder's a 40-something year old yeah, man at that point. He though. is. And, but also, the, my thing about that is, I understand, I, I get that that's, that's the portrayal we get from the Roald Dahl book. Uh, and that's what Gene Wilder does. But, you know, Willy Wonka, he has a factory that is, has a river of chocolate that runs through it that has like a completely edible, like, wonder candy wonderland right if at one point you can't understand that this man was an idealist at some point in his life and then got jaded later on i like this giving me like the idealist the the sunny you know always looking with through rose-colored glasses right. version i can see that that was willy wonka at one time and like i feel yeah. like this is what timothy chalamet was doing because some people like said sean finnessy just crapped on it i, I listened to the big picture review uh joanna robinson and amanda dobbins loved it they actually absolutely loved it i was more in line with them uh finnessy just cannot get over the fact that that one this is not the way that wonka has ever been portrayed and like i said he's at a different point in his life in this film so that's why i, yeah. I don't have an issue with it so but that's what a lot of people have had issues with who haven't liked it but like i said if you've got kids your own christmas break you know, you need, they need something to do. Uh, take them to go see it. My daughter loved it. Uh, she she really enjoyed it. I think I got her to watch, convinced her to watch the 1971 version. Um, oh, cool. Uh, so uh, I don't know if you ever got around to it. Or Is not. that a movie from 71? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 1971. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, so 52 years old at this point. So. Uh, but yeah, like I said, really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, if you got kids, it's great. If, if you don't have kids, wait till it comes down on streaming. It's nothing that I would recommend. Like you just have to go see. But uh, if you got kids, it would be great to you know, take them to go do something while uh, Christmas break is going on. The other one I mentioned this in our top ten. It, just, it did not make my top ten, uh, but it came close. I went looking for some movies to, that would like movies that people might have missed that would make my top 10 uh and i came because i did some google searches for like underrated 2023 movies uh movies you might have uh that flew under the radar in 2023 and the one i came across was the artifice girl and it is really really good it's very different it is probably the smallest budget movie i have ever seen uh I don't know how big of a budget it is, but it is not much. Uh, uh, it's a three-act movie. It probably could have been in a play just as easily as it was a movie, uh, where it takes place. Every act takes place in two. One the first act take, act takes place in an office room, office conference room. Second one in a different one, and the third one in, in a person's home. I mean, like I said, the low budgetness of it all is pretty pretty apparent. Uh, but it is well acted by a bunch of people you've never heard of. Uh, John Richson uh, stars in it. He wrote it. He directed directed it uh so like this is kind of his little baby uh but basically the premise is uh there's a vigilante who uses uh artificial intelligence to basically uh entrap child predators uh this is that's kind of like the the starting premise and then it kind of evolves into you know the moral and ethical uses of ai what it means and all this type of stuff so like i said it's really interesting it's really good uh the girl who plays the ai She's got a future. Uh, she's really, really good. Uh, I'm really interested if, if this does anything for her. I don't know if it will. Like I said, it's a tiny, tiny little film. So uh, I don't know if she'll do enough to get noticed, but uh, it, it was a great performance by her. I was really impressed. So 
All right. Anything else you want to add before we sign off? Yeah, I appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I will echo those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.